hope you've got a Bible with you. Everyone needs a Bible. Have you got a Bible? How do you know what God says? Some people can't read. But there are CDs and tapes and MP3s now. You can stick something in your ears and hear the Word of God all the time. I know a lady in our church who doesn't read so well, but she hears God's Word two hours every day. How about that? And her life has totally changed. Isn't that amazing? So we'll have a look in Jude, which is just before the... It's only one page, you know, so it's a pretty small book. And I want to speak on this. I want to speak on praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Some of you are not very excited. Well, it's a shame. Okay, here we go. Let's, let's read in, uh, in Jude verse 20. There's no chapters. It's just verses because there's only one chapter. And it says here, and uh, it says in verse, uh, in verse 20, but you, beloved. Okay? And so he's talking in the context of fighting and doing battle. He says, you, beloved, you're different. He's been talking about people who don't really flow with the Holy Ghost, and they live out of their senses. If you don't get empowered by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, and know how to maintain the life of the Spirit, you're nothing, you have to then live just out of the flesh. You have to live out of your thought life and your emotions. That's all that's left. And you try very hard. But God has given us something really special. He says, you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. There you go. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, the context of this is at the beginning. This is a chapter where, hey, you got the joy now. Good on you. I want you to share that tonight. Get everyone else filled with that laughter. He's talking here in the beginning of Jude about a problem that existed in the early church. And the problem was that people were not filled with the Holy Spirit. They had no faith life. And in fact, actually, there were major problems coming in relationships. And so what he said is in verse 3, he said, I want you to contend for faith, the faith that was given to the early church. So he says, there is a battle, there is a fight. Every day, you have a fight to face. The moment you walk outside here, in fact, for some of you right near, even as I talk tonight, there will be a struggle go on. The struggle that will go on will be spiritual powers trying to keep your mind gripped in tradition. Try to keep your mind gripped in old thinking. And so God wants us to learn to fight, to stand up. Now, every day, there's a challenge we face against passivity, which is just people got the blast, shut down, no life, no enthusiasm, no vision, no vitality, against apathy or indifference. It's something in our culture. But God has got something better for us. It's called the Holy Ghost. He's called the Holy Ghost. And so notice what he says, you, beloved, building yourselves up. Now, a lot of people are waiting for someone to build them up. It isn't going to happen. Now, you can come into a church, and people can encourage you in the small group. People encourage you, and there's a mutual building up. But the one most responsible for building your life is you. You are the one. Isn't that right? You are responsible to build yourself up, get full of faith, get full of the Holy Ghost. You are the one who's need, who needs to do it. Most people just don't know how to do it, that's all. You are to build yourself up. The word build up is the word to construct a house piece by piece so you begin to grow and become strong, powerful, and influential as a believer. It's not a very hard thing to do. 
I tell you what, think about this. A lot of people think how difficult it is to pray, how difficult it is to do some of the basic spiritual things. What you want to think of is this, what is it costing me not to do it? What is the cost of living defeated day after day? What is the cost to you of living depressed, struggling day after day? When God offers you an option, it can be very, very different. And the choice is yours. So get this. When you got the Holy Ghost, when God came up into your life, He changed you from the inside out. Then He said, I want to do something special. I want to empower you. I want to put the power of the Holy Ghost into your life. So he told the New Testament church to wait until the power of the Holy Ghost came on, until they got baptized in the Spirit. And when you get baptized in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost comes in and clothes you with power. Now you have an entrance into a supernatural realm. The baptism of the Spirit is a gateway entrance to a whole realm of how you live your life. It's a whole realm of the supernatural. It's a realm of flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. It's a realm of hearing the voice of God. Peter said it like this. He said, young men will have visions and old men will dream dreams. He said, there will be a supernatural dimension come around you as a result of coming into the Holy Ghost. Isn't that awesome? Don't you love the Holy Ghost? I love the Holy Ghost. I'm excited by the Holy Ghost. Some people aren't very excited by Him. Well, let me ask you this. If God wanted to help you out, and He does want to help you out, what could He give you that would help a person like you? I mean, really, what would He give you to help you? Think about it. You see, He didn't just give you a Bible. He gave you more than a Bible. He put His own Spirit, the very power of God, the very Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that created everything, put Him inside you to be joined to your Spirit so you could actually have the power to live a great life. Now, why would we neglect that? Why would you neglect the gift of God? Why would you hold back on the gift of God? Why would you hold back? It's so crazy. The gift of God is given. God gives you a gift and He says, listen, this is the deal. I'm going to give you this gift and it'll help build you up so spiritually you can become strong. And so what happens? You say, oh, well, thanks very much, but I don't want it. Welcome depression. <laughs> the Bible says, the Holy Ghost, the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. joy. Now, i tell you a bit more. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, listen, the only way you get that joy is if you yield to a person. If you actually let your life get wrapped in the person of the Holy Ghost, if you begin to let His life flow through you, that's when the joy begins to start to come. It comes from inside. The peace comes from inside. The life comes from inside. The energy comes from inside. It's not from someone laying hands on you. It's not from another service. It's not by going to some great meeting. It's something inside you needs to be activated. I don't know what's stopping you. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Have you got the Holy Ghost on you? It looks like you're starting to get the joy. Oh, you're trying. Now, why would you do that? Try and stop what God's doing. He wants to fill with joy. Why don't you just yield to the Holy Ghost? Are you yielding to the Holy Ghost over here? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got the Holy Ghost on you. It's happens you want. Notice what it says here. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. So you're responsible to build yourself. You're personally responsible to build your life to grow. And one of the things that is a key to growing spiritually is to actually exercise the gift God gives us every day, day after day. Notice what he says, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. When you got 
when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit, God gave you a language. He gave you an ability to speak with another language. Hey, that's good. You're starting to loosen up there. It's hard to get free. You need a bit too. More, more. Come on over here. Just come on out into the aisle. I feel like praying for you. The Holy Ghost wants to come on you. Now, come on, come on, come on over here. That's right. Just come. Don't be shy, girl. That's right. Come on, someone. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Close your eyes. Everyone will banish. Here's the thing. I know you've got some challenges in your life, but here's the thing. The Holy Ghost is here. Why don't you forget about the challenges and focus on the person of the Holy Ghost? He was full of joy. He is full of joy. Let him fill you today. Now, see, I hear the muddly <laughs> See, as you let the Holy Ghost fill you, fill you, fill, 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 fill. See, we yield to all the wrong influences. We yield to the bad news, the heaviness, the difficulties, the struggles, the pressures. Why don't you learn to yield to the Holy Ghost? See, yield to something else. Now, why don't you come and yield to the Holy Ghost? I know you'll be there with all those studies and all those difficult times, but God gave us the Holy Ghost. He is such fun. You know, that's why the Bible says the kingdom of heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, that, the Holy Ghost ministers joy to us. And you begin to start to laugh. You can't even wait. Why are you laughing? Have you been drinking? Have you been drinking? See? Well, kind of. Not alcohol. We're drinking from another spirit. He's called. Ha, ha. Oh, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. There it is. Yes, come on. Drink some. Drink in the Spirit of God. That's right. Let the fire of God just rise up inside you. Get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Whoa. There's a drunk man if I ever saw one. See? Now stand him up again. We haven't finished with him yet. We're going to get him drunk as can be. Now listen, young people. You know, people are looking for something. Now they're not going to find it in a bottle. They're not going to find it in a bottle. They won't find it in some wacky-backy. They won't find it in some kind of... What was that, those pills they used to take? What did they call them? What? Hmm? No, they, would, they took them off the shelf recently. Everyone was wanting that. Now just, just lift your hands up. Now I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. As you pray, the river will flow from inside. You just won't be able to stand. Can you pray? Hey! Now why do you need a language? Think about that. I know you. There we go. See, that's looking better already. See, you're looking better already. See? See, now someone who didn't know would think he was drunk. He's just under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's got to be good, isn't it, eh? He's got his foot up in the air too, in case you didn't see. I don't know why he's got his foot. Why don't you come on over? Why don't you come and have a closer look? Just come and have a closer look. That's right. Come on, come and have a closer look. Because you've forgotten something. Come on, that's right. Just come on up. Here. Come on, come on. That's right. That's right. Come on up here. Great presence of God here. And for those who are listening by tape, why don't you just laugh along with us and enjoy it? People here are falling down. They're rolling around laughing. Now, now, come on now. Now look at that. See now, what's happening there? What's happening there to that guy? Hey. Hmm? He's laughing, okay? Why is he laughing? You don't know why? Why? What's happening to her? Eh? What's she doing? She's laughing too. They're right? She, okay, now, wouldn't you like to have what they've got? See, because you'll have that or you'll have the other stuff. See, and the other stuff isn't nice, is it? What you need is the Holy Ghost. Why don't you just come under his influence right now?
See, because there are other spirits that influence us. And what you need now is the Holy Ghost to come around. As he comes around you, and you just yield to him, I'm going to get you to lift your hands. Once you begin to pray in tongues, and close your eyes, make everyone vanish, so you stop being self-conscious. Just close your eyes, now begin to just pray in tongues, and yield to the Holy Spirit. As you do, he's going to deliver you, set you free, something's going to change. Look, you can barely stand up. <laughs> I can't hear you praying in tongues. <laughs> Holy Ghost, come upon her tonight, mightily, in Jesus' name. Mightily, that's right, let it come up, rise up inside you. Come on, that's right, Father, in Jesus' name, we just break the power of heaviness, troubling spirits. Loose her tonight, in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> now, fill her, Lord. Whoa, fill her, fill her, fill her. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Just keep praying for her now. She's getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, come on, now, what you're doing, i tell you what you just did then. You allowed your consciousness of self to just pull you right out of the spirit. Now, you know what it's like, and you've already had experience before, where you've got in and you felt God touch you, and you've really got into an encounter with God. You've had those experiences before. Now, what's happening right now is you're just allowing just inner consciousness of yourself to take you away from God. Is that what you choose? Is that what you want? It's not what you want. Is I know it's not what you want. Okay, I want you to close your eyes now. Just now, really close your eyes this time. I want you to remember back to a time when God touched your life very powerfully. Just remember the time he touched you very powerfully. Now that was something that was never to be lost. It was an experience, and that experience is also for you today. So just go back and begin to remember it and let something rise up that says, God, I want to experience you again just like that. God, I've let all kinds of things come around my life. All kinds of things get in my mind and heart, but I really do want you now to just fill me again. I want to go back into those places of seeing and hearing, experience. I want to go back where the joy is overflowing again. I want to go back there. That's right. Now, you just stand there, just hunger for God. Don't worry about anyone else in the room because what God wants you tonight to do is to go back out of this place and you're changed, changed by experiencing the Holy Ghost. So just keep remembering him and stay in that place of encounter. There we go. And just stay there. Don't move away from there. I'll just carry on. You okay? There we go. So, so I was getting to a point. Now, here's the point. Why does God give us a language? Think about that. Why do you need language? Hmm? To express something. In other words, if you have no language of any kind, you can't express who you are and the life within you. We need language. Now, when it comes to the spirit dimension, it's very difficult to get language for it. It's very difficult to get words to describe encounters. Why don't you try and read through Ezekiel and read about the encounter he had, and you, and you look and you think it sounds like it's weird, but he's trying to get words to describe something spiritual. He's trying to get words to describe it. And so it's very hard to get words and language to describe things of the Spirit. And it's very hard for us to be able to articulate what we really feel about God, and it's hard for us to know what God has for us. So in other words, there are many difficulties we have if we have no language. Imagine if you, you go to another culture and you've got no words to speak to someone. How can you make yourself known? How can you enter into meaningful communication? What happens is your whole realm of life shuts down. It's just when you go into another culture and you don't know the language and there's no interpreter, you are really stuck. You are really, really stuck. 
You go to a place like Russia, you don't know any language, there's no signs. Of, I remember when I first went to India, and I'm going on the streets of India, and you know what? All the signs were written in, in language. I had no idea what, I couldn't even read a street sign. I could not even read anything on the shops. I couldn't understand the thing. I didn't understand the people. I didn't understand anything that was written. In fact, walking down the street, there was every danger. I would get totally lost because there's no street name even to have a reference point from. I had no language for the culture I was in. What I needed was someone to interpret for me. I needed someone to help so I could express within that culture. Most cultures I go to uh, where there's a foreign language, I need someone to help me in communicating in that culture. Does that make sense to you? So when you go overseas, we just recently went over to Turkey, we had a man could speak in the Turkish language and understood the culture and could explain everything to us and could make us understood to people. Now think about that. So if you go into a foreign culture, you can't connect or communicate unless you have someone with you to help you to give expression to what you want to say. You need someone who can help interpret what's going on in the culture for you. You need someone who can point out the things you don't understand and don't know. We went to go and see some ruins of some great places, and, uh, but we needed someone to point out what we didn't know or it would have just not meant anything to us. So, so we understand that in a natural level. Now, when you got baptized in the Spirit, you were introduced to the realm of the supernatural. I say introduced because that's all it is. You just got a taste. You just got a taste. What happened was God opened a doorway into the realm of the Spirit for you. Now, here's your problem. You need language for that realm. You need someone to help you communicate in that realm. You need someone to lead you and explain things to you in that supernatural realm. You need someone even, at this, you need someone to help you stay in the supernatural realm and not drag, drop back into the old realm. And so God knew that very clearly. And so the moment you got baptized in the Holy Spirit, he, he gave an impartation of the anointing, of the person of the Holy Spirit. And specifically, you were gifted a language. And it's a language to enter into the supernatural realm and begin to develop and express and interact with that realm like you could not before. If you don't understand the purpose of the language and the person of the Holy Spirit and what He's trying to do, what you'll do is you'll never develop expressions in that realm. You'll keep drawing back and living by trying hard to be a good Christian person. I can tell you it's real hard. It's hard to love some people. You do it four times out of five and the fifth time you lose it. How many know about that? Now, the Holy Spirit is given to help us. And so it says, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, what's happened now is the Spirit of God is joined to your spirit. You are one spirit with the Lord. Now, the, whole, the Bible tells us in Romans 8 that the Holy Spirit, there's two things. In Romans 8, it tells us the Holy Spirit knows the will of God. God, he knows exactly what the Father's plan is for you, the Father's purpose for you, the Father's designs for you. He knows exactly what you need to do in any circumstance. He knows it. You don't. There's the problem for a start. Because the Holy Ghost is acquainted with the realm of the Spirit, and you're not. And so he knows. He's actually like the interpreter. He's like the guide. He's like the one that you need to interact and engage the supernatural realm. 
Second thing is, it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that the Holy Ghost knows the things that God has prepared for you that He freely wants to give you. 1 Corinthians 2, it tells us, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered in the heart of man what things God has prepared for those who loved Him. Now notice this, you haven't seen it, you haven't heard it, you can't even comprehend the things God has for you. So how are we going to get them? Very simple, 1 Corinthians 2 tells us, it says, but He has given us the Holy Spirit, for who knows the things of God save the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit is given so you will know the things freely given to you by God. So imagine this, God has a plan for your life, He has a destiny for your life, He has things He freely wants to give to you, how are you going to get them? Well, you have to access the realm of the supernatural to get them. And to do that, you need language to do it. So when you pray in tongues, you have to understand this, there's a whole number of things happen with this gift of tongues. Now I have found, I watch Christians, I watch how they interact, I watch how they behave in church, I watch their awareness of God. And, and my observation is this, that the majority of Christians completely miss the very best God has for them because they don't develop the life of the Spirit, the engagement with the supernatural realm that God intends for us. So the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 14 a number of things. So for example, when you begin to pray in tongues, and you begin to start to let that flow come, now what is actually happening inside you? What is going on in you? The first thing is, you are, your spirit is praying. That means spiritually you're starting to get active. You can pray a little prayer like this, nice little religious prayer, Dear Jesus, bless these people. You're not going to do too much. Dear Jesus, help me today. Dear Jesus, I don't know what to do, show me what to do. Now you can live at a very baby realm, or you can start to learn how to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm meaning really praying in the Holy Ghost, not a little wee, that's not going to do it, come on. You know, you need to get a strong, fluent, powerful language going. God gave it to you, you just got to develop it. See, there you go. See, even me stirring up was enough to get you going. <laughs> Isn't that right? Now, so when you're praying, your spirit is praying. Now, what's happening? The Holy Ghost twined in with your spirit is now giving you an imparting language. The Holy Ghost knows what the will of the Father is. Holy Ghost knows what things God wants to give to you. The Holy Ghost now, as you will pray in tongues, He will begin to get with you and flow into you, and now your spirit is coming alive with the power and energy of the Holy Ghost. Wow, that went down well, didn't it, eh? I know tongues prize when I hear them. It's very easy to say. You see, the thing is, this is very real. It's very real. It's very real. It's just people don't do it enough to get the fire and to get the power and to get your spirit stirred. Instead, they live at a low level. Now, you can choose the energy level you live at. It's your choice. You build yourself up. Now, it says, now, when you pray in tongues, your spirit is now becoming energized with the life of God, but something else is happening. The Bible says, where he that prophesies speaks to the church and builds up the church. But he that speaks an unknown tongue speaks and builds himself. Now, what does a person prophesying do? person prophesying hears the mind of Christ for the corporate body to build them. So what does a person praying in tongues do? Oh, I'm glad you asked. They hear the mind of Christ for themselves 
and begin to give voice to it in such a way it builds their spirit man to prepare them so they can experience and enter into those things. If you have never done the homework of prayer, you'll never enter the things God has for you, even though he has much for you. That's why we pray. We pray because God gave us a lovely, wonderful person called the Holy Spirit who lives inside me. I want, you know, the more you choose how big you get. If you want to stay a little wee shrunken dwarf, spiritually speaking, well, you choose. That's it. I want to be strong in the Spirit. And to do that, you've got to pray. And you pray in tongues. The Bible says when you pray in tongues, you build up your spirit, man. You strengthen your spirit, man. Spiritual substance gets in you. Your life begins to change. Lots of things begin to happen too. Other stuff happens as well. Because when you decide to pray in tongues, the first thing that will happen is everything in your flesh that resists spirit, your spiritual growth and wants to keep your little baby and keep you depressed and in bondage will all manifest about the same time. So the problem most people experience is when they set out and they say, I want to put on some spiritual muscle. I want to develop in the Holy Ghost. I want to become strong spiritually and fulfill my destiny. People begin to pray like that. You know, the first two or three days are wonderful. Then about day three, it says, says, the Bible says you build yourself up. One way you build yourself up is by adding in. Another way you build yourself up is by finding the things that need to be taken out. And so as you begin to pray in tongues, Holy Ghost puts his finger on stuff to be taken out of your life, bad attitudes, wrong thinking, slackness, sin, negativity, all those kind of things. They all sort of come up. They all come up about the time you decide, I'm not going to stay a spiritual dwarf. I'm going to become big. I'm going to become an Arnold Schwarzenegger spiritually. (laughs) Big, you know, on the inside. Now you see, you choose whether you want to stay little or big. Little, big. Little, you choose, big. You have to make that decision what you're going to do. And one of the things that will help you, not everything will help you, but this is one thing that will help you, is strong praying in tongues. And by that I mean praying passionately and strongly, knowing that as I do it, I'm intentionally engaging with the Holy Spirit. That as I pray in tongues, it's not me praying, it's more than that, it's my spirit flowing with the Holy Ghost. So as I'm praying in tongues, I have evidence that God is in me, God is with me, God is flowing through me, God is building me. I keep that in my mind as I'm praying, and then as I do it, I can feel my spirit rising up, becoming energized with life. And then what happens is you begin to start to get downloads from God. You begin to start to see things. You begin to start to find that more often, regularly and consistently, God starts to speak to you, you start to get things clear. Man, we want, we need, I tell you what the schools need, they don't need a lot of half-baked Christians, that's a great turn-off, what they need is some Holy Ghost fired up young people, got a passion to serve God, and determined, I'll have everything that God has for me. God has got much for you, but only the Holy Ghost can tell you. I can't, I can't actually tell you all the things God has planned for you. He's kept it from me. He may give me a snippet every now and then. But you see, and so prophecy will help identify those things. But actually what you need is you need to start to make yourself alive. Get alive in the Holy Ghost. Start growing in the Holy Ghost. Start learning to experience His life rising up inside. Now here's the battle that will happen straight away. Your mind and the thoughts in your mind will battle you. Your emotions will battle you. Everything that's got a hold of your life that is resistant to spiritual life will rise up and declare war on you. The flesh 
wars against the spirit, spirit against the flesh. So when you make this decision that every day you'll begin to pray in tongues, I guarantee that if you would consistently pray strongly in tongues every day, build it to about a half an hour, and consistently every day pray, praying, believing God to flow through you, praying, believing your spirit man to grow, praying, believing every hindrance will be removed, I guarantee if you'll just consistently stick with it, you'll find stuff will come to the surface to resolve, and you will start to get into a flow of the river of God, of the Spirit of God. You will start to arise. You'll start to stand up beyond your peers. They're all waiting for someone to help them. They're wondering why God doesn't work in their life. I've given you the key tonight. Any questions whether you'll use it or not? Put it in the door. Turn the door. Open up the things of the Spirit for yourself. It costs you something to do it. But think about this. The cost of not doing it is to live a life well below God's intention. It's literally to fall short. I don't want to fall short, and God doesn't want you to fall short either. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. He's such fun. He is such fun. Now, the last couple of things it says in there, it says, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll leave those and won't go there tonight. But the, th the four things it tells us to do. Number one, building up your faith through the Word of God. Number two, praying in the Holy Ghost. Number three, keeping yourself in the love of God. There's actually a key. There's two keys to keeping yourself conscious that you're loved by God. And there's also an aspect of mercy, where mercy, which is how you relate to people around you, comes into it. So all four of those things will result in your life changing.